Hello, everybody. It's time for another Sorno and Redders podcast. The great man's in his room in Tamworth. Hello, great man. How are you, Sorno? Oh, I'm going fantastic. Redders, how are you going, mate? All right. So we're coming to you from all over New South Wales today. Sorno's in Tamworth. I'm in Wollongong. And our very special guests are at Fayan number one. First of all, the secretary of the Warners Bay Career Club, Liam Lewis. It's a very warm welcome, sir. Thanks, Redders. Appreciate it. And the great man's with us, Jesse Ballander. And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be fun tonight. G'day, big fella. How are you, champion? Not too bad, boys. How are we going? We are very well, gentlemen. We are very well. Um, first of all, guys, how good is it to see two suburban district sides playing um, women's cricket against one another tonight? That's a gr- It's a great thing, isn't it? It's great to see the development of cricket. Uh, first time in the in the NDCA Women's T20 history that we've had two suburban district clubs play against each other in the women's comp. So uh, really tight game as well. Come down to about ten runs, and uh, Saunders Hornets just got us in the last over there. So first win for Katara, which is which is excellent to see. Saunders giving the big double arm fist up there in the other screen on our Zoom. Guys, just before we go any further, I just want to give a shout out to everybody in the Middle East at the moment. I know that there's, I'm not making any political comments. What's going on at the moment is awful. And I'm sure you'll join with me in giving everybody our prayers and thoughts, particularly in southern Israel and Gaza. It's a horrible situation. We just wish everybody the best and hope they can come sort of resolution, guys. Yeah, well said. Well said. Okay, on to our results in the Division One. Some astonishing results. Um, one of which, and Dan's going to talk to us about a wicket. Redders, it looked, the wicket was like Mumbai, but we'll come to that. The West Waterboard 235 defeated the um, uh, Met Gan. Is that the Muddies or Merriweather? Oh, that's that's Merriweather. Merriweather 65, a most unusual result. Carter Fullerou 248 for seven, if you don't mind, defeated the Rose Scholars 153. On an absolute bunks and burner at Walters Park, the Journeyman 140 defeated Carter Fullerou, the Gardens 125. The ge- our gentleman down here will be smiling like a Cheshire cat. Warners Bay 4 for 141, defeated um, the Muddies 139. And the Port Stephens Pythons 226 for 5, defeated Cardiff 9 for 99. Guys, let's go first of all to that fixture be- um, between Warners Bay and and the Muddies. Uh, a good solid win there. Um, Jesse, talk us through it, big fella. Well, um, Grimmy lost another toss again. I think he's about eight in a row now. I think he's lost. And um, he is a Parramatta fan, remember? Yeah, that is true. Uh, lucky for me, we got sent into bowl being the um, the twelfth man. So, um, when they come out, they um, play their shots as they do on the uh, the Connolly Connolly outfield. You know, quick as always. Yeah. Um, I think we had them two down after about ten, and then um, Scotty Burns come in and. For someone that's not one of our regular bowlers, he, um, yeah, he cleaned up there for us the day. And then, um, obviously, I think I can't remember off the top of my head what they ended up scoring, but um, 139 off 36, Burns yeah. three for 20 off eight. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, obviously, you know, Giles, first hit of the season, he went out there, got, got us off to a good start. And um, there was the, the, Div six bandit Dan Burns come in at the end and uh, cleaned up for us and got us home in the end with a solid. I think it was fifty odd not out. Right. Now, so, yeah. can you confirm or deny the viral video which is going around of the galloping gazelle David Absalom taking a court and bowl? Is this confirmed or denied, please? I believe it's gone viral in Newcastle cricket circle. So- 
absolutely. Um, Dave's better <laughs> half um, ventured down to Connolly on Saturday and took a video and what can only really be described as a seal falling off the rock um, when he caught when he took a caught and bowled uh, in the middle of the wicket. It's probably the easiest catch you'll ever see um, under tens, under eleven stuff, and he just he just grasped it and and held it in the cleavage and he was good to go. So. Great catch, great grab. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was an AI generated image, but it, it was actual uh, real vision. So yeah, good stuff. Pretty tough catch though, Saunders. Eh? Like you know, it's you got good, well did well to get two hands to it. To him, now, yeah. And the way he yes. plummeted in, into the turf at Connolly Yard uh, to, to confirm the catch, it was um, very athletic. Some, uh, there's going to be some good divots for uh, Brady if they're playing there this week. He'll be able to get the ball to move a mile. <laughs> there, there, there was a slight tsunami at Lynn Oval, I'll tell you right now. Um, <laughs> now, Jesse, Jesse Ballenden, um, would you like to talk us through the curse of Saundo? What he's uh, doing here? Talk, talk us through what Saunders has done and what's happened to you, big man. Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, he talked me up a big game there last week on the podcast. And, um, you know, thanks for having me back there, Saundo, but don't do it again, eh? You stitched me <laughs> up well and good. Mate, mentally fragile is all I'll say. If you're letting my buddy comments destroy your uh, bone, but I mean it's a fair comment. You've been very economical. You've been you've been very consistent. Um, you know, but you have games like that. We all had them. God, look at my last ever game of cricket. <laughs> very akin to yours on the weekend. I think you yeah. got a wicket in your game, but I did. It was a great full toss um, outside off, and um, yeah, managed to managed to somehow hit it to a fielder. Sounds like that little bit of that going on. Jesse, can I I ask you a question about your seam bowling? Does bowling at Bayern, is that that your favourite wicket to bowl on it? And do you find that you can do just enough of the ball? Because Dan's right, your figures over a decent period of time are economical and you do have a reasonable strike rate with wicket taking. Does Fayham have just that enough in it that, um, you can move it around, or is there some? Is, is it just the same as all the other tracks? Um, I like to think I'm just. I like to think it's all the same. Um, I don't change much, like from going from place to place. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Fan One does play this week after you know not being on it for a few weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but um, yeah. To be honest, I I just go in, do my thing. And hope for the best, really. Fair enough. That's honest. Saundo, um, on to the next one. And the water board have turned it on. Now, unfortunately, um, the play cricket doesn't have full details in here, but that's a thumping, 235 to 65, Saundo. I believe you've got some stats for us. Yeah, so water board um, batted first, 235 or 40. That's a shocking. Uh, Miller, top score was 67. I don't have any other scores. Um, they're not in play HQ, unfortunately. Uh, but what I've been told is the wicket played pretty tr- pretty fair for Jesmond Park and first up to this season because round one was washed out. Um, we've talked to a couple of players from um, the, the team that came second on the day. There was one side of the ground was a bit shorter than the other and they took full advantage of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently they got off to a rocketing start with um, whoever the other opener was. Um, no excuses for Merriweather. Waterboard just blasted them off the park. Uh, Steve Pride, the best, I guess, of, of a bad run, three for 42. Brother James, two for 33. 235's very rarely going to get run down, let alone in Division 1. And uh, Merriweather bowled out for 65, inside 20 overs. Tim Cameron, 13. 
Lee Harris, 12, the only ones to get a start. And Jacob Rippon. Uh, we normally see Michael Rippon sort of taking yeah. the figures, but Jacob, uh, three for five. So, uh, well done does, to the waterboard. Does Jacob bowl seem up or spin like his brother? Bowl spin as well. I think okay. I've watched him bowl out there actually at Fayan. I'm not sure if that was in the grand final um, or when they played Warners Bay a couple, in the last couple of seasons. But, um, yeah, look, Waterboy. I, 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 reckon I, I reckon I saw him and you were commentating. I reckon it's a final at Fayan because he went berserk. Maybe they didn't get up, but he had, oh, they might have, but he had a great day. And he looked like three for 20 or three for 15 and just had it on a string and Bice kept on getting out to him. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not sure if that was Michael or Jacob, but either or, um, again, Waterboy, they were washed out week one, come out week two against, you know, one of the, you know, I guess, heavyweights of the Division One competition over a lot of years. Um, like we said about poor old um, Rose scores last week, Merriwether will just want to write that one off and uh, pad up and be ready for a big game this week at Connolly. On to our next game, Carter Paul Roos, 7 for 248, if you don't mind it, Islington. And the Rose Scholars have run into two pretty dominant performances. The Rose Scholars only made 153. Um, some interesting figures here. Rohan Mokal for Kaurapura is 72 off 63, which in this competition, although that's commensurate. Dan, you bit, and guys, you know this year as well. Cardiff don't mind getting going. They love scoring quickly. And um, it's sort of been one of their motors up random. And when they get on flat decks, they're a dead set dangerous side. Um, opening us to everybody, that is a thumping performance, winning by 95 runs. Fellas, like you said, they they did it to us last year too. Um, yes, they did. I think we scored nearly two hundred. I think on Fay and one, and, we're, and you know us going out the bowl, thinking you know that's a good total. And then, um, like you said, they come out and just from ball one, you know, they they hit or miss. Like you said, they, they on another day that could have been all out for seventy, you know. It's just well, that's what happened the week before. Yeah, so it's just. Perfect example. That's it. Got to hope that uh, it's a bad day for them when you when you come up against them if you're the opposition, I guess. Corey Bruce, a pretty tidy three for 40 off eight, was by far the best of the bowlers. Well, with Mishra 45, Sorathea 53 run out, but um, Rowan Malkal having a day out. And then in reply, the, the Scholars didn't have the, a great day. Some reasonable runs in the middle. Horrell 41, uh, Nagasaka 27 down the end. But Saundo, good performances from Mapani and Matthew with the ball and Sayed, 3-3 three, three and 2 apiece. And that's a thumping win for Cardiff. Yeah, look, Cardiff will be happy to get a, a win there in, in, the, in the victory column after getting pumped last week against the Pythons and, and away from home at Islington. Um, look, that's the way they play. And you'll notice when we get into the guards, there's been a bit of player shifting there. A couple of the long-term players from that uh, Cardiff Blue team are now playing at the gardens. It'll be interesting to see what the makeup of these teams are as the season progresses. Um, I know there's a, like a lot of good friendships and a lot of cricket's been played with, with all these guys over the years. Uh, look, credit to the Rogue Scholars, but last week they they got an eye bowled out for forty odd, met fifteen yep. overs. They've batted, they've nearly batted their forty. They've batted thirty nine overs in that run chase, hunting out for one fifty three. Um, no Pat Consort. I'm not. I don't know whether he's playing this year or whether he's just unavailable or injured. I, I haven't heard, so I think it's not exactly on the pulse like it once was, but. That's still a good effort there. Um, and they're going four and over in that run chase. Um, but, yeah, Corey Bruce is their skipper this year. Three for 40 and 24. A solid effort in a, in a losing team. Um, but, yeah, back-to-back losses, not ideal, but it's still very early doors. 
And Dan wrote to me about this particular game, and I'm going to let Dan talk about this game because the conditions were most unusual for October on the uh, near the water. Um, an interesting pitch, let's call it that way. The journeyman, 140 defeated Carter, Paul Rui, the Gardens, 125. Dan, do you want to go through this one for us? Yeah, well, again, I've only heard second-hand information. Um, was that the game? But um, journeyman have batted first. They've batted 39 overs, but 140. It sounds like 140. Uh, was very good going. Uh, Dion Sandos was back. Now, I mentioned him last week that if he was to play this season, really gives the journeyman a, a lot more scape. He's a left-hand opening bat and can bat long periods of time. He can be very patient when he needs to be. Um, Alex Scott, 22 there, coming in late in the order, but it was it was the journeyman's tail that really got them home. The veterans, yes. Chris Bradford, Dave Sullivan and Sammy Vashore, all got 10 or 11 runs each. And we talk about batting your 40. It looks like to get the 39, they've done extremely well. But that, that 33 or 32 runs here of those bottom three batsmen, if if they don't score their runs, they probably don't win this game. Um, as we've seen, they've won by 15. Um, Shanky Jude, three for 31. I'm not sure what he bowls, but a three for 31. Um, That's got to be one of the that, best names in all of Newcastle cricket, guys. Shanky Jude. Sounds oh. like sounds like a, a dance move that Dan Saunders performs at Argyle on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, be that as it may. <laughs> uh, look in the run chase. The Gardens have gone at five and over. They're all out for one twenty-five. They've only fallen fifteen short. But they've got that in twenty-six overs. Um, and Alex Scott was a destroyer. He's gone through them like Epsom salts. Uh, five for thirty, I believe, off eight overs. Now, what what I've been told is that the wicket was quite. Dusty there at Walters Park. And then a number of the quicks reverted to bowling uh, slower or pace off the ball as well to try and nullify the guards. And, and it's worked. They've bowled them out uh, 15 runs short. But a good tight game of cricket. Um, the journeyman, two from two. And, um, you know, people start to think I'm on their payroll that they're the danger team in this competition, in my opinion. Jesse, have you seen in your um, time bowl, have you reverted to that occasionally when you've seen a dry deck? Or do you usually stick with what you're doing consistently pretty much regardless of pitches? Like if you just seen it, apparently this pitch, I've heard it from a couple of different, so it was dead set like you're in a third day pitch in Mumbai or Delhi. It was that dry and dusty. Have you in your time gone back to bowling faster off spinners or cutters that, that, that's, that grab in the pitch? Not particularly. Like I, like I said, I stick to what I know. It's worked for me for however long now. So, um, yeah, I'd rather. I'd, honestly, I don't even think I could bowl any kind of that variation myself. So, but um, I'm sure there'd be plenty of guys within this comp that have heard this now and are going to be looking to do a similar thing with if it's going to stay that way. Oh, you 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 shudder to think what some of the real class spin bowlers in the competition, uh, Meerkat, Michael Ripon, would have done on a pitch like that, to be quite honest with you. It could have been sixes and sevens for 20s. And the last game for review here is at 1833 Park over there at King Park at Raymond Terrace. Port Stevens, five for 266, a dominant performance over the Glendale Old Boys 99. And uh, he'll be very pleased with me saying that with this, uh, Dan Saunders, the more handsome and um, more attractive Moxie 79 here. For, for Mox and Diz only can provide twenty five. Um, he'll he'll be very disappointed with him saying that, particularly after his Washington Commanders got up over the weekend. He'll be very pleased with that. But Josh Moxie will not be pleased with um the the uh, more handsome brother outscoring him. Yeah, well, I'll leave you to talk about their looks, uh, Redders. But um, look, uh, uh, a great performance here for the Pythons. First game at home. I, I 
was keeping an eye on the scores that I could along on, on my cricket or play HQ or play cricket, whatever the app is where the scores actually work. And uh, Garland and Josh Roxy Open got off to a quite a, a fast start. They were going at four, five and over consistently through that innings. Um, Late Neville batting at, at uh, four with 54. Jared uh, top scoring 79 from 60 with nine fours and three sixes. They were two down deep into that innings. They lost three wickets right at the end. That score could have got the way they were going into the 250s. Uh, Ray Stedman took a couple of those late wickets, two for 35 off eight. Uh, in reply, Glendale all out for nine, well, nine for 99, but the number 11, it looks like, didn't bat. Um, 99 in 25.3. It was Ray Stedman with 28. Tim Mason, 22. Liam Muir, their skipper, 22. So he got guys there who got starts. It was now Adam Fitzhenry, who's a, a big gap. You can't replace him with bat and ball. Um, but I think this was a game, this was a day where the Pythons were just on. Um, and the yeah. Meerkat, he's just keeps getting better. Had a day out. Yeah, but he's, he came on and bowled um, not long before drinks. He wasn't on early because I was watching, about the fifth bowl he used. And he's, well, three overs. One maiden, four for ten, and um, yeah, yeah, we we love the meerkat on this show and all well, this podcast and reason like this, but the fact he's a champion bloke, he just he just keeps on keeping on, he just keeps taking wickets, and I I don't know, um, you know, there's no secret there, but these Div One guys certainly have been able to have a look at him, and um, they've just got no answer for him. Um, I got a message yeah. during the week. I'd I'd written a thing on Facebook. Did meerkat take three? And he wrote back. Big fellow, I took four. <laughs> Very clean, <laughs> Yeah, the worrying, well, not worrying song, but I mean, that, that game was your Div 1 champions versus your Div 2 champions from last season, and there's a significant gap there. I mean, again, it's only after round two, but the Pythons are two from two with the, with the journeymen, the only two teams that have won both games. Uh, mind you, there was, was a game washed out last week where Waterboard didn't get that opportunity after winning this week. But, um, yeah, early doors, it's it's looking ominous there for a couple of teams and for a couple of teams that really need to uh, find something. That gets us through the Div 1 games. Before we head to what is was a remarkable weekend of individual performances, one of which which has to win Dan's award, I don't know this for a fact, is quite remarkable. Liam Lewis, the Secretary of Warners Bay, um, let's have a bit of a chat with you. How are things going at the club? And how do you go managing the great man Jimmy Newburn as part of the club? Uh, we'll get to that second because I can't miss that. I can't miss the scallywag. But how are things going with the running of the club? And and talk to us about what's going on in in, in the in, in behind the scenes and how things are at the club, my friend. Over to you, Liam. Ch- chance for you to have a chat. I guess we um, we went down to five teams um, rather than six from last year. Um, which is not always a horrible thing because sometimes we've, for a few years now we've sort of when we push for that sixth team sometimes we struggle for numbers a little bit so sometimes consolidating and going back to five and then you know relaunching and going again for six um, the, the year after has worked for us quite well so um, yeah player numbers are, are, are slightly down but um, uh, we've got a lot of a lot of people in the club who are really enthusiastic about their cricket and we haven't had any trouble um, filling teams so far, and which is good. Obviously, we, we haven't hit the the Christmas rush yet. When you know the beers the beers are colder and the weather's hotter, but um, yeah, it's it's been a good start to the year. I think uh, we've got masters and women's teams up and running again this year. So um, yeah, being involved in the women's team um, over the last three years has been outstanding. Um, it's been fantastic to see the team grow and develop and. Um, 
you know, uh, a few junior players um, coming through from time to time. Um, and yeah, just um, we've got a good core of, of women who are who are leading the way and getting involved in the club and you know coming to our our season launch and um, presentation nights and, and getting involved in, in a few ways, which is really good. Um, and yeah, I guess yeah, it's been a good start to the year. And um, as a as the committee, it's always it's always a good sign once that first ball is bowled in the season and everybody's on the field. Um, I guess to your second question there, Redders, uh, about Jimmy Newburn, uh, the great man. He, uh, I think he does a fair bit of shift work. So the odd time where I get the odd 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Uh, message from him saying, what's going on with this or, or what's going on that, keeping me on my toes. So uh, it's always, always good fun. And uh, I'm a bit of a night owl, so sometimes I reply and other times I stick the phone away and uh, bring it back to him until the next day. But, yeah. I can guarantee you I've had a few of those as well when he's been out, uh, out with his colleagues and, and yeah. a few of those, or when he's had a good day on the punt, which is rare, of course, because he's a muppet. Now, gentlemen, one of your cricketers reached the promised land on the weekend. It's a very, very famous occasion. Um, I'd love you to talk through, talk us through a 1,000 wickets. It's an extraordinary performance. Please talk to us about that. That is a very rare thing, and it must be something we should talk about on here. Absolutely. So it's the first the first cricketer in Warner's Bay's history to hit this milestone. Um, yeah, Rod Olsen uh, into his thirty sixth season with the club. Um, he, he finished last year on nine ninety seven. Um, uh, I've, I've played with Rod for the last five years, and we bowed out in a prelim final last year. And it would have been good to um, to uh, have it happen in a grand final, um, but. Um, no, it was fantastic to see him. Um, from what I hear from, from Jimmy uh, Newburn, he said that the, uh, the ball was a big in-swinger, uh, the cartwheeled middle stump, and um, that's, you know, uh, I guess a, a true testament to how Rod took a lot of his wickets, um, bowling some really big in-swingers, um, particularly at John Street and, and Fay and Oval over a number of years. So um, uh, he's, uh, he's a great club man, former president of the club as well. So... Um, he's, he's put a lot of lot of time and effort into the club on and off the field, and um, is really really glad to see him reach reach the four figures for wickets and something that you know to be honest may may never happen again at our club in in, in a few of our lifetimes. Um, it's a, it's a rare feat, it's something that I haven't seen a lot of around Newcastle cricket. I've, I've seen it a, a couple of times at a few clubs, but um, yeah, it's definitely uh, he's definitely up there in the upper echelon. That's for sure. I know that in grade, Ken and Michael Hill have done the 600-wicket mark and 6,000 runs, and Sam Webber's the same, but that's 1,000 wickets. Now, on a separate note, before I hand it over, Sorno, is there any truth to the rumour that Jesse Ballenden's actually approached Neil Smith to try and get a modelling contract? Or is, 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 this actually been, is this actually not true after K-pop's disgraceful performance on, on social media last week? Um, He's been a good performance for the last couple of times I've been up to scratch for my liking, and uh, he's made me have to go out there and have a hit. So, but to be honest, I think I'd make a better model than him anyway. So, oh, I've got no, no doubt. Know. I've got no doubt whatsoever that you'd make a better model than Gay Pop. Mm-hmm. This so, podcast um, is plummeting. There are a lot of people out there that agree with me. And Neil Smith, if you're listening, how are you, champion? Of course, Neil Smith, very proud of. Philippines, a full international now, which is an extraordinary performance, having an international cricketer 
playing as part of your club, getting all serious. He's um he's actually he's a pretty good cricket person. He really is very good umpire, good player, and a good man. So just don't like the haircut. Um, the modelling contract's got to stop. It's got to stop. Let's get him a gig on the Voice or something, but don't let him model, please. Spiking his hair and more time on his batting. I think shouldering arms last uh, week. Was, yeah, was absolutely. Good. Yeah, disgraceful. Now, well, well Ballenden, Ballenden to take over there. Thank you very much. The big fella. No. Dan Saunders, some performances of the round because there's one, guys, when you hear this, you will not believe it. You've probably seen it on socials. But Dan Saunders, some performances of the round, please, before we get to what I'm just, sure will be an extraordinary performance from the Maryland Fletcher Cricket Club. Yeah, just before we get there, just back to Rod Olsen. That 36 seasons with Warners Bay, consecutive years, I believe. Uh, I, I've played a lot of cricket against Rod over the years, my time back at Wall's End, and uh, that, those in-swingers back in the day were... Some days unplayable. He um serious bowler, great bloke as well. Um and yeah, to get his thousandth wicket with a a trademark delivery from what it sounds like, it's, it's fitting. He's also done that with the one club. With that's that's just about unheard of, you know. So that 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 um effort, that um I don't know achievement, whatever you want to call it, a thousand wickets uh, and across thirty six seasons, I was doing some assets. That's an average of about 26, 27 wickets a year, each and every year. You right. know, so that's that's just ridiculous in all the positive ways. So that's an amazing achievement. So well, well done to Rod Olsen. That's, uh, and he'll, he'll have a few more up his up his sleeve before he finally hangs them up, I'm sure. But um, no, I'm glad that that's been acknowledged because that's a very special performance. And, yeah, I'd, I'd be stunned if there's anyone out there who knows if anyone's taken more than 1,000 wickets, especially for the one club, in our uh, Newcastle social cricket, please get in touch and let us know. I know Steve Reynolds at Redhead is in the was in the eight hundreds, um, and I thought that was ridiculous, <laughs> like as an achievement. So yeah, a thousand wickets. That's yeah, massive. The safe one performance of the Rand Award. I guess this week. I mean, last week round one we had four centurions, and I think there were nine fifers or better. So last week it, it was it was a tough decision. Last week um, we're coming off the back of a fair bit of rain on the Friday night, so the nine fifers, I guess, maybe weren't such a surprise as four hundreds uh, first up. Um, my understanding is it was a pretty fine weather down there all week, and um, nowhere near the performances in round two as we had in round one. Uh, we do have a number of uh, solid performances. Though we've already mentioned Div one, Alex Scott for the journeyman. Um, eight overs, two maidens, five for 30. I'll just skip down to Division 3. Lachlan Lane for Redhead. Seven overs, five maidens, four for seven. Not a fifer, but seven overs, five maidens, four for seven. Very tight, very economical bowling. I thought that deserved a shout-out. In Division 4 from the Gardens, this is the only century from the weekend now. I hope I get this right. Hikmatulla, Hader, Tuller. From the gardens, got 107. Uh, unsure about boundaries, but well done there to Hikmatulla, 107 in Division Four. Also in Division Four, uh, Ian Hopper from Katara, six overs, one maiden, five for 19. Well bowled, Hop just keeps on keeping on with his bionic knees. In Division Five, uh, Alistair Osborne from Tech College, he scored 92 with 11 fours and three sixes. So well done to Alistair. And in Division 6, Charlie Shaw from Beresfield Memorial, seven overs, two maidens, five for 21. 
Um, rarely do we have consecutive weeks where the winners come from the same division. Last week, Jeremy Rushford from Division 2 for the Pythons. Um, I think he took five for 11 from seven, but five for none in a space of about nine balls. And uh, before we get to this week's winner, which actually tops that, um, Andrew Jordan from the Pythons bowled six overs, took six for 21 for the Pythons on the weekend. So an honourable mention there for Andy Jordan, but... I'm sure um, if you haven't been living under a rock and you've seen social media across the weekend, this week's winner is going to be no surprise. Ryan Reedman from Maryland Fletcher on the weekend. Five overs, two maidens, eight wickets for seven runs, including a hat-trick. Unbelievable performance. Um, Ryan, um, keen listener to the podcast, well bowled, made a great effort. Eight for seven off five. Um, and I think seven of those were bowled. So they were bowled at the stumps. And from all reports, there was nothing wrong with the wicket. No one was trying to downplay it. It was just a solid spell of bowling. It was just a day out and then some. So, Ryan Reedman, congratulations. This week's Safe One Performance of the Round uh, award winner. He'll get $30 off any purchase at Safe One at Hillsborough Warners Bay, whether it's cricket gear, cricket equipment, clothing, apparel, high-vis, boots, safety gear, you name it. Hutcho and the team out there at Safe One look after all your clothing and apparel needs. Thank you very much and congratulations, Ryan, who of course is one of our special guests in the Winter Series earlier this year. He certainly was here with Wayne Kennedy, yes. Gentlemen, we'll finish yeah. off with the uh, with with uh, round three fixtures in a minute. But guys, what's going on at the club? What um what, what have you got coming up um, events-wise and did you want to mention a couple of sponsors? Here's an opportunity for you, gents. Absolutely. So uh, this Saturday night, we've got our season launch uh, coming up at uh, one of our major sponsors, Warners Bay Sports Club. Uh, so that kicks off from around 6.30. We've got, um, yeah, 10 free club shirts um, to be won uh, for all financial um, uh, members, um, which was which is great. Uh, we've got 100 club and barefoot bowls and hopefully an outdoor bar as well. So uh, for any any players, partners, friends, um, oh, outdoor bar is a big a big winner. So hopefully we, we get we get that across the line. Um, so that's probably one of our bigger events um, coming up for the year. We were hoping to have it a little bit earlier, but just sort of uh, ran out of time as as uh, some committees do. And uh, yeah, so it should be should be a big one. Um, and then yeah, I guess um, our sponsors we've, we've been very lucky to have um, a, a, quite a few new sponsors come on board. Um, this year and, and many return as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been uh, great a great effort from from all involved and, and particularly the people who are who are in these businesses who have decided to to invest in our club. So uh, yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to to a few um, if that's okay. Um, so we've got uh, Derek Lodge uh, at Liberty. Uh, he's our local lending expert, uh, sponsoring all of our women's player registration fees. Uh, and playing in our division, and Derek himself is playing in our division two side this season. So it's been fantastic to have Derek on board, and and that commitment um, to the women's game for our club is is something um, that yeah is, is outstanding. So uh, big shout out to Derek for that one. Um, Edwards and Vickerman um, Consulting Engineers. Uh, we've got a player Venkat in our D six side um, who works for that company, and it's great to have them come on board this year. Uh, Doido Industrial Painting. Um, Hub Consultants, uh, Newcastle Concrete Resurfacing, uh, Subway Warners Bay down at the Esplanade, a great man, Jared Hogan, um, who plays with our club, uh, coming on board this year, which is outstanding. Um, 
Also, Shaky Joe's Superfood Cafe, uh, run by uh, a young bloke who I actually went to school with um, down there at Waters Bay. He's doing a great job with, um, yeah, some uh, healthy food options that uh, a lot of us social cricketers uh, definitely need. Um, uh, Jesse, Jesse had a shake um, in round one when he had some good bowling figures but didn't have the shake in round two, so maybe that's got something to do with it, mate. Maybe it's not the Saundo curse. Maybe it's not having the, shake the- in bowls. Handsome man, there's a big message put for you there, big bearded fella. <laughs> I think that's for both of us, Redders, to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, also uh, McDonald's, Southern Tarpals, Tarp, Southern Tarp, sorry, and Karma Sportswear as well. Uh, I think I think I've got them all. Um, so yeah, big shout out to all of our sponsors, and it's a big reason why. Why all of our players in our club can can get on the field and do their thing, and um, yeah, our club wouldn't be in the position that we are without them. So um, as much sort of um, exposure we can we can give to them um, is, is a fantastic thing, and it's a, a great um, sort of um, product of, of this podcast as well. So I appreciate you guys letting us come on and, and give them a shout out as well. Absolutely our pleasure, my friend. Absolutely our pleasure. And for any other clubs that are coming on, exactly the same trip for everybody. People, There are some people who think this is a Warner's Bay and Port Stephens Pythons podcast. I can bloody well guarantee you it's not. Um, okay, so Jesse our game... Forgot, sorry, sorry, Redders. Jesse forgot a, a sponsor. Yeah, you would, um, you would uh, shoot me if I didn't say it, but um, one of our Div 1 players, well, now Div 1 player, Div 6 bandit from last year, Dan Burns, he's... um. Real estate has also come on board this year as well. So not only is he playing proper cricket now, he's um, willing to help out the club too. So it's good to see. Great stuff. Well done. Thank you, Jess. Games this weekend to finish off, guys. Merriweather hosting Carter Fullerow at Connolly. The Glendale Old Boys hosting the Rose Scholars at William Bower Oval. Carter Fullerow hosting the Waterboard at Cardiff number two, one of the best decks in town. I say that all the time, but it's true. The Journeymen have got the Muddies at Jesmond. And first of all, to talk about this, what a couple of games you fellas had with these guys last week, last year. Warners Bay and Port Stephens at Bay and One. In fact, I think this might be the corresponding game that Dan Saunders commentated on on um, on uh, a frog box last year. And uh, guys, this should be a cracking game against the Pythons. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the game of the round, I guess, on paper. Um, yeah, it is. And I guess... T- Pending who's in and out for both teams to determine uh, which way this game goes. Again, it's I've never been Switzerland. I never sit on the fence. But uh, Warners Bay coming off a strong win. Uh, Daniel Burns fifty-one not out um, last weekend. Giles Manley back scored a quick forty. There's plenty of depth. Grant Reardon's in good form. He got forty-nine in week one, and I think he got off to a start on the weekend for getting out. Neil Smith's due to find some form. Um, you know, Kane Bradley, Byron Jensen, there's plenty of depth in Warners Bay's batting. We know all about Warners Bay's bowling with Grimmy, Simon Smith, Jesse, um, you know, Dave Absalom's pies. Um, then we look at the Pythons and, you know, they've they've come on board last week, fell to 220 in 40 overs and probably fell 30 less than what they probably should have got from where they're at in the game. Um, we know how well the Meerkat bowls on all surfaces. Late Neverly, uh, he's bowled well there in the past. Brock Hall, he's bowling well early on this season. It's really, it could come down to the toss, could come down to the conditions, but that will be a cracking game. Guys, um, where do you see it being won and lost this Saturday? Hopefully uh, we can get 
rip through their top order. So like you saw last week, that was um, a big bonus for them. You know, a few of their top order getting good runs. So hopefully we rip through them early. And um, like I said, yeah, we just don't want to want them to repeat what they did last week, to be honest. You know, they look like they've um, hit the season full steam ahead. And um, hopefully we pull our fingers out this weekend and we can derail it. The, I'm assuming the ground and the deck are in lovely order as always. It's one of the best presented grounds in all of Lake Macquarie. Yeah, it will be the first game on Fan 1 this year. Yeah, um, AFL dug it up a little bit, so it's taken a bit more to recover. But um, like I said, I'm keen to see how it plays out. Um, like you said, it's normally a pretty good deck. And, um, yeah, hopefully Warners Bay come out on top. Um, Sondo, the... I'm just looking through the games. I'll tell you what, that Cardiff and Waterboard game is a potentially a cracking game at Cardiff too. Yeah, well, um, both last start winners, both scoring well over 200. I mean, three teams scored over 200 on the weekend, yes. batting first. Um, Cardiff Bullaroo, I mean, at home, again, if if they if it works for them with, it, with their flying starts, it's going to be a very tough uh, run chase. On the flip side, Waterboard, uh, last year's grand finalists, um, if if they're at full strength, um, Feller and Miller backs up. You've got guys like Mitch Cronin who would see the damage he can do. Um, yeah, look that that again. That's also a very good game of cricket. Carter Blue versus Waterboard. Uh, Merriweather versus the Gardens at Connolly. Merriweather will be smarting from getting flogged by Waterboard last week. The Gardens a washout in a loss. They'll be looking to get a win um, in the win column. That's at Connolly. Uh, what else? We have Glendale Old Boys versus Rogue Scholars. So that'll be an interesting game. Uh, Glendale Old Boys, a win and a loss. They're back at home at William Bower. Rogue Scholars are none from two. They'll be looking to get a win on. And uh, the Journeymen are at home to the Maryland Mudrats. And same same sort of scenario. Journeymen are two from two. They're back at home. The Mudrats, none from two. They're going to want to get a win in the win column very soon. Um, so even though it's very early doors, the latter, it could be a some significant movement at, at the end of round three, depending on the way the results go, or it could bunch it right up. A bit of cracking round of cricket. And, of course, they're all one o'clock starts this Saturday, the 21st of October. Weather's supposed to be getting warmer over the weekend. The bees will taste lovely at your function at the launch on Saturday night, Liam and Jesse. I'm sure Jesse will partake in a couple of uh, quite lemonades, as long as Newburn's not anywhere nearby, because he's a pest. But we, had, we couldn't resist that. Liam and Jesse, can I thank you so much for your time on a Wednesday night? I know we really appreciate taking our time and your schedule to, to come on our podcast. We're really privileged you come on. On behalf of Dan and myself, thank you so much for joining us. And there's an open invitation to come back at some stage later on the year whenever you want to. Thank you guys for you know, having this platform for our competition and um, yeah, giving, giving our clubs the, the opportunity to, I guess, yeah, promote ourselves a little bit and, and our sponsors. So, um yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity. Pleasure. Big fella, look after yourself. Take some wickets on the weekend, yeah? Good to see you. Take care. Saundo, thank you so much for your time as well. It's been a privilege catching up with everybody. and look forward to catching with you, Saundo, next week. Yeah, thank you, Redders. Thanks to Jesse. Thanks to Liam. And um, good luck to everyone playing this weekend across all grades. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what guests are lined up for uh, next week. And if someone can take some wickets and runs, I hear the New South Wales Sheffield Shield side need, needs a few extra players. That our boys are not having a good run.
On behalf of Dan and our special guests, Liam and Jesse, this is David Redden. It's been a pleasure bringing our podcast. Look after yourself, be safe, drive safely, and enjoy your cricket on Saturday. But for now, it's bye.